What we also want to make sure is that the people that are here actually can afford it. I need to do something and this is all I have. You know what I mean? Like all I have from after paying my bills. Some people buy sex toys before they pay their bills. Mm -hmm. Some buy it after they pay their bills. And so we want to make sure that there is something nice for people after they pay their bills. And that's something that because those people got to come too. you know, they got to come too. But first, a word from our sponsors. The Handy is leading a sex toy revolution for the dick havers. So you're going to want to get this one wrapped around your cock with free shipping when you use promo code Billy20 at thehandy.com. We all know cognitive behavioral therapy works, but you don't always need to hire a whole therapist to deal with the minor stresses of daily life. Therapy guides you through courses on jealousy, imposter syndrome, and more. Download the Therapy app for your mental health at manhorpod.com slash therapy. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. What's up to all the sex toy capitalists, dildo distributors, and butt-based businesses? This is Billy Presida, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. That last one was a little shout-out to B-Vibe. Hey, my a, a butt-based business that's very near and dear to my funny bone. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. This week on the pod, I have got on Nina Joyner. They are the owner and operator of Feel More Adult a sexy brand that has sex toy shops in Oakland and Berkeley, California. And uh, as you're going to hear later, has a lot of bigger plans on the horizon. We're going to talk a bit about uh, toxic sex toys, the affordability of sex toys, talk about hustling and business, and a little bit about their love life. Hurry up, someone. Put a ring on it. Come on now. Um, And I'm going to share more of Nina in a little bit. But first, I know y'all need some serious sexy time recap. I'm going to share that with you. After I share that, hey, we have two, yes, just two slots left in the Fan Whore Fantasy Football League. All right. Yeah, I know. I bring this up a lot. If I had a different type of podcast, I think this would have been filled up a long time ago. But I, you know, I know how a lot of y'all feel about the sports ball. It's okay. <laughs> but it's a thing I like to do. Uh, we've been doing it for years. Uh, it's a $30 league. We're going to draft in early September, maybe at the end of this month. So if you'd like to snag one of those slots, shoot me an email at manhorpod at gmail.com. Of course, you can always use that email address to send me your comments, your questions, your criticisms. You may even hear some of it on the show. Manhorcon. I am uh, I am back in action after a nice weekend relaxing getaway in upstate New York with a nice intimate crew of fan whores for a I don't want to say a debaucherous weekend, but just when you put the whoreheads together, Fan Whore Nation kind of has an idea of what they'd like to experience. So I'm just going to try to build a safe, fun container for that if if they choose to do so. Uh, Man Whore Con, this was our fourth one. It was the most relaxed of the Man Whore Cons. No itinerary, no sponsors, no big shows and running around New York City, just a nice, relaxing time 
with some like-minded sex positive individuals. And I, I think that's what a lot of us just needed. We just need to be around some people where we can have some conversations that we can't have at home. And I thought that was a really cool thing. You know, people seem to have a really good time. And that's ultimately what I was going for. Uh, it was cool watching people just kind of do what they needed to do. Some people went on a hike, check out a waterfall. We make a campfire. We played some games. Of course, watched Short Bus. And that one wasn't even my idea, which I thought was cool. John Cameron Mitchell must have known that groups of slutty people would use his film in the future as like foreplay into group sexy times. He's, he must have known that. The coolest part, which I know is not going to be the sexiest, but so many very cool conversations, group conversations would sprout up in random parts of the house. It's not like I arranged it. It's not like two o'clock. We're going to talk about polyamory, but just like a conversation about communication strategies and relationships pops up around the island in the kitchen. Up on the top deck, someone brings out their bad dragon toys and we're talking about sex toys. Out on a hike, you might be talking about sexual shame that you were instilled with as a kid. And, you know, around a campfire, we might just tell some really sexy sex stories. Uh, you know, it, so it just felt like I was hosting a bunch of these little, like, sex-positive salons. If you read about, like, the intelligentsia and the art world, like, 100 years ago, 80 years ago, whatever, uh, you know, they would, artists, intellectuals, high society, they, bohemians, they'd get together and have conversations about culture and art and politics and love and sex. And they'd like just, they'd have like a little soiree with like drinks and conversation. And that's a lot what Man Horcon felt like, but clothing optional. Uh, I, we were having this discussion about something, but like pretty much everyone on that top deck was either like naked or topless. I think I was actually the most clothed person at Manhorcon. It was kind of, it was interesting. Why, Billy? Why'd you have all your fucking clothes on? Because I fucking felt like it. That's why. Billy likes being naked a lot of the time. Not all the time. I have agency too. But the, the debauchery, the sexiness, all that stuff. That's what you want to hear? Gosh. Um, I think it's best that I... Let some of the people from Manhorcon share that uh, themselves. So I'm just going to read a few excerpts from the Sexual Achievement Sunday channel in our Discord server, The Champagne Room, which, by the way, The Champagne Room, totally, completely free to join, uh, to read, to participate, to connect with people. Like I, I think I said earlier, a lot of these people were meeting each other IRL for the first time, but many of them knew each other from the Champagne Room or from the Peep Show, our private group chat for uh, Patreon members, uh, and some have been to past Manhorcon. So I'm just going to read a couple, couple snippets about what people got into. One woman wrote, on Saturday night, the combo of delicious weed cookies, the heat of the sauna, my pent up sexual energy, and last but certainly not least... The cute guy stroking his cock beside me resulted in an orgasm achieved without touching myself. I then thoroughly enjoyed watching said guy continue to play with himself, not coming until I gave him permission. If watching someone blow their load can qualify as a sweet experience, this was that instance, just a blissful vibe around the whole encounter. Another woman wrote, um... We laid side by side, facing one another, fully clothed, making out, holding one another's faces and whatever parts of flesh we could find between folds and ripples of fabric. 
this is where the day of gin and tonics and Rice Krispie treats caught up with me. And as much as I wanted to have my way with him then, I knew a nap was in order. We both stirred awake before daybreak and resumed the sensual experience from earlier. I allowed myself to get out of my head and embrace the full rapture of his face between my legs. He was patient, gentle, and very in tune to the subtleties of what was working for my arousal and body. I got to the point where I was so close to full body orgasm and squirting many times, but I needed some Hitachi assistance to put me over the edge. He watched me work with my wand for maybe 10 seconds before I moved his hand to feel the full force of my coming over and over on his hand, on his legs, multiple times. It was magic. A word of advice was given about going to Man Horcon. Uh, it's written, set no expectations, come and come with an open heart and open mind and enjoy the vibe with your people. It was seriously such an awesome time with the raddest people. Thank you, Billy, for facilitating a space for all people to let their freak flag fly and own it. And I'm so glad you did. And I'm so glad you all did. I'm very proud of all you fucking weirdos. You did great. You did the socializing. You did some of the sexiness, and I hope you take like an, an element of that freedom and bring it back to wherever you came from. Look, this came up, and I'm, this is not me whining and complaining, and I, I told myself I wasn't going to bring it. Look, it's coming up. One thing that did come up was, um, you know, I think I alluded to sharing the podcast publicly because a lot of people were like, oh, yeah, you know, I tell like a couple people here and there, the ones I think would be into it. To which I usually go, like, you have no idea who's going to be into the show because not everyone's being open about being interested in these topics. The people you wouldn't think are likely to be into these topics are sometimes super into these topics, and they're just feeling some shame about coming out about it. And, uh, you know, a lot of people said that that they weren't comfortable sharing the podcast publicly because they didn't want people to think something about them. They didn't want someone to assume that they were non-monogamous or that they were kinky or that they were queer or that they were really slutty or that they were really vanilla, but also just simply curious about these topics and stories, whatever. And I do hope that like Man Horkan, by meeting people who look so differently, and I hope they went back home and thought, wow, there are a lot of people I wouldn't expect to think this way. And I hope they live their lives a little less shamefully back home. And that they can be just a little bit more open about themselves back home. I think one way to live with a little less shame about sexuality is just simply sharing my podcast on your real social media. But hey, however you do it is how you do it. And, uh, you know, thank you to everyone who came to ManhorCon this year. Thanks to everyone who came to ManhorCon in the past years. I'm really looking forward to doing it again next year. We'll see how this COVID stuff tracks. And to be honest, like so long as I see... Uh, the demand for it, I could totally see myself doing some small, regional, intimate man cons in different parts of the country. You know, do you know, do one, two, or three of them, and then have the big blowout one in New York City. So we will see. But I had a lovely time. I didn't get too sexy. Like I think I I only had one orgasm at man con, and no one provided it to me. So. I think this is the first time I haven't made out with anyone at a Manhorcon. I was very okay with that. To be honest, I was feeling just a little sexually spent, emotionally spent. To be honest with you, I kind of had like weekend after weekend. I had big thing, big thing, big thing. So, or travel, travel, travel. So I'm really relieved that's um, passed. 
And yeah, like I went up there being like, I don't think I need to like fuck anyone or hook up. I think I just want to relax and relax. I did save the sluttiness for everyone else to enjoy for a change. Although that one come was a very fun come. So I, I very much enjoyed that entire, that entire encounter. Uh, if you want to go read more about Manorcon, we have an entire Manorcon channel in the champagne room, but I would encourage you to introduce yourself at manhorpod.com slash discord. I know I keep saying discord. I know Discord's really intimidating to a lot of people. It was intimidating to me even just one year ago. And I promise it's, it's really not that difficult to pick up. And it's, it's definitely less toxic than Facebook and less racist than Reddit. So come on by if you want to connect with some fellow fan whores. And honestly, I think there's people in the Champagne Room who have never even listened to an episode of this show. It's, it's really more of a sex-positive space than a man-whore podcast space. And then there's the, the gangbang weekend I had, right? Well, before we get to that, let's do a quick fan-whore appreciation moment. Okay, this is the part of the podcast where I like to give a shout-out to some of the people who support this podcast on Patreon. Uh, Patreon is the best way you can support the man-whore podcast with your dollars. I appreciate those of you who show up for me on Patreon, whether it's $2 or $20. It's all, it's all love and support to me. Uh, and that's why I like to take this moment to just uh, shout out some people. The first one uh, went by Lucy Fan, uh, who is a piece of shit because that's Lucy Moonstalker. Yeah, Lucy Moonstalker paid me $5 to listen to her shit on him for like a half hour. And then instantly deleted his pledge when he was done, which I thought was, you know, enjoy the rest of the episodes. You already paid the $5. Like, explore the content, buddy. Spend less time stalking my friend and spend more time consuming sweet, juicy content. You fuckface. He then uh, he then messaged me the next day to, like, warn me about how Lucy Moon, this don't get invested. I'm like, bro, you need to get a fucking life. Don't you got kids? Anyways, thanks for your $5, loser. Uh, this next person is way less of a loser. Thank you to Kiara Lee. To my knowledge, is not a stalker. You're great. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. Thank you so much for supporting the show. And you too can become a member and receive a slew of great rewards and support Billy Presida over here uh, for as low as just $2. Honestly, Manhorcon always seems to come with new additions to the Peep Show, which is like, I think the most popular of the rewards that I offer is access to the Peep Show. The Peep Show really is just kind of like a virtual naked Manhorcon, you know? And you can be a part of it when you visit patreon.com slash Podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Podcast. The gangbang, Lindsay's gangbang. Uh, as as y'all know, I went out to the West Coast recently uh, to go to a friend's birthday gangbang celebration. The theme of it was uh, was dudes she's wanted to fuck who she has not gotten to fuck, plus a couple of her partners. And uh, she had a great time. We debriefed the next day, so I was really happy to hear that. But at the same time, like you know. Big, not not the best of my gangbang experiences. Definitely had a case of the finicky dick. Not a fan of the finicky dick over here, but it happens. I think it would have felt a little less pronounced if like I hadn't 
traveled across the country and done like dozens of hours of, you know, traveling to get there. But, you know, it's all part of the journey, right? It's the journey, not the, not the end result. When I got up to Northern California, I actually got to have some one-on-one time with Lindsay, which was incredible. I, (laughs) it's weird to be friends with someone and like jerk off to them for years. Uh, Lindsay also, you know, has made adult content. So, and she's a member of the peep show. So I've seen her just look in like a fucking hot, thick snack. We finally got some one. We've never had one-on-one time together. So it was really nice. And did she really played into my subby, my subby leanings and she, Oh gosh, she restrained me with some leather cuffs. Ah, oh, put me on my back on a bench ah, and just like edged me for like at least an hour. Um, stroking me, sucking me, went back and forth, like sitting on my face, putting, fingering my ass for a while and really massaging that prostate. It was really cruel. She would like hover her twat above my face while she would stroke me and just tease because she knows I can only go up so far. I can only lean up so far while restrained and bound or whatever. So I keep trying to get up and be like, ah, I can't reach. And then she would giggle a maniacal laugh and then I would just get more turned on. Uh, and then like shortly after, you know, I blew a load, I fucking had to sit down and have dinner with her and her two boyfriends. Like what? <laughs> That's, is this life? I very much enjoyed that time. The, the next day uh, for the gangbang, just I felt like I needed to fart the entire time. I was just physically uncomfortable. And it's just, if I'm physically uncomfortable, it's very difficult for me to like get aroused, let alone get an erection and and maintain that erection. I think I was hard for like an aggregate 90 seconds, the entire gangbang. Gangbang went like a couple hours. I was probably hard for like 90 seconds of it. I used about 30 of those seconds to actually fuck Lindsay. I think I'm actually the only one who left a load inside her. So I just like, I felt like I did my duty. And when the gangbang kicked off, hey, you know whose face was first between her thighs. You know, that's how I start things off. And yes, I wanted to go first because I didn't. It was a bareback gangbang, which this was like arranged months in advance. All the you know, the testings and all that stuff was was coordinated. But I also didn't really, I don't know, didn't really feel like tasting another dude's splooge on her twat. It's uh, that's not I'm not that guy. There are people who are that guy. There's nothing wrong with being that guy, but I am not that guy. So like, I was like, okay, I'm, I don't mind if my dick touches someone else's, I I don't mind that stuff, but I was like, I just don't, mm, my mouth. But then after that, you know, I just kind of did a lot of watching and observing and excusing myself to the bathroom to quietly let out gas. But every time I left the bathroom thinking, okay, I got the air out. I can now get into a sexual headspace and like. But then it was like my ass was going reload, reload, and just filled right back up with air. And then the whole process started over again. So I just, I, I did not enjoy the gangbang, but not because of anyone other than the fact that like I needed to fart the entire time. And that is just not the condition in which I can be a good gangbangy attendant. But, you know, afterwards, uh, we all got on the couch and put our clothes on, watched the new Suicide Squad movie on a big projector screen. And I... That might have been my favorite part of the gangbang, personally. No shade to anybody. Everyone did great. Bill, he was just physically uncomfortable. 
And you know why I'm not freaking out about it? You know, I was, you know, why I wasn't like all sad and downtrodden. You know, why I'm not coming from a place of scarcity. Like, oh no, because you know what? To paraphrase a former guest of this podcast, there's always another gangbang. Not every gangbang needs to rule. But I understand that when it's your, if it's your first and, and you think it's going to be your only, I understand the pressure that comes with that. And then you're like, well, I need this one to be good because I don't know if it happened again. And I'm just like, I trust another one will happen. And if not, that's okay. May you take that attitude with you on your future sexual endeavors. All right? None of it is, none of it's that serious. Okay? This whole plan's not going to be here in 100 years. It's fine. Nina Joyner, everybody. Nina owns Feel More. Uh, they've got two sex toy shops out in the Bay Area, uh, and they are expanding. Uh, there, there's apparently a, a club, a bar that's going to be opening soon nearby the Oakland space. They've, they're starting to produce their own products. I'm very excited to see what happens with this brand. We talk a bit about the business of sex toys up top, and in the latter half, we're going to talk a little bit more about Nina and their their relationships, both with their with their hopefully future wife and with their God. Hmm. Uh, Nina did a bonus episode that came out exclusively on Patreon last summer. I've got a link in the show notes to that specific bonus episode, uh, whether you've never joined my Patreon and that's what's going to get you in, or if if you are a $5 and up member and you just want to, you, you missed it and you would like to go directly to it, I'll have a link in the show notes. Interested? Good. Let's go chat with Nina Joyner. The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by every dick haver's favorite, The Handy. Oh, you don't have a handy? then what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> you know, I have Manhorcon on the upper deck, a.k.a. the Lido deck, a.k.a. the dick deck. We were talking about sex toys, and I just could not stop raving about the handy. I wasn't even on the clock. You know, there was no microphone around. I just have a passion for this handjob machine that has entered my world. And one dick haver up on the dick deck did ask me, he's like, okay, but is it loud? And I'm telling you, that's the thing. Compared to the competitors, the handy purrs, baby. It purrs. It's not a very loud toy. You can use it so discreetly. No one needs to hear you in the other room. As long as you keep a hand over that pretty mouth of yours, hey. And you can get free expedited shipping of a handy to you when you use promo code Billy20 at thehandy.com. Since these are from our friends over in Norway, it can be quite quite pricey to get a handy sent over. So my code, Billy20, will save you 20, 30, maybe even more. Head over to thehandy.com, strap your cock in, and enjoy the goddamn ride. You are so welcome. One more time. The code is Billy20 at thehandy.com. We all know that cognitive behavioral therapy works but we all also know it's expensive. And that's where my friends, the Therapy app, come in. Therapy for your mental health. I'll be honest, I'm not even sure if I'm saying the name of this brand correctly, but I know it's Therapy with two Ps, and I think I'm coming pretty close. It doesn't matter how you say it, it matters the service it provides. Therapy is a guided self-therapy app. It provides courses and daily sessions and tasks to really help break you out of these smaller daily issues you face. 
You got attention issues? Are you feeling down in the day? Do you struggle with anxiety and panic attacks? Therapy is going to give you tools and coping mechanisms to get through it. Having a better daily mental health makes you a better partner, makes you a better lover. It makes you a better cog in the capitalist machine. It's important to take care of yourself, and that's why I want you to give the Therapy app a try. Head on over to manwhorepod.com slash therapy, or you can go to manwhorepod.com slash therapy. It's therapy with two Ps. Whichever one floats your boat a little bit better, there's no wrong answer there. That's just going to bring you up to the app, and you can download it on your phone and start improving your daily mental health today. One more time, download the Therapy app at manwhorepod.com slash therapy. Or therapy with two Ps. Now let's get to the show. Uh, I have uh, participated as far as like being a dungeon monitor, uh-huh. uh, supporting. You've been the hall monitor? I have been the hall monitor. monitor. I have cleaned up cum oh. and, uh, you know, just made sure people were sticking to the consensuality of having uh, open sex with others. And just safety, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of fun to, uh, be in an environment where you're just supporting. Like I had to volunteer, like, you know, volunteering, you think volunteer at a soup kitchen out in the community, cleaning up weeds, but you never think about volunteering actually at a, a sex party. It's and important. It's, it's, it's a real thing. It's, it's a real thing. thing. You need people to help set up and break down. You need someone to, in my, my, my play party community. Yeah. It's always like, Hey, you get a free ticket. You do like a shift helping out, uh, whether you're a guardian. Which you're is cheap kinda, fuck there. <laughs> I mean, you know, I've been in those situations where I'm like, I don't got 60 bucks for this right now. It I'll, is expensive. I'll, and the outfit. And the fucking outfit, which like I'm, you know what? I found my new hack as like a male body person okay. thing. Uh, body stockings. So body stocking, if I can get a couple body stockings, I can just put that shit on. Mm-hmm. I'm done. You're done. I look like I and tried so hard. It's affordable. It looks no, like no, I did it's effort. Cheap. You said affordable. It's really cheap. You can get a fucking body stocking. That's like getting socks, pants, underwear, <laughs> shirts, and sleeve all in. And sometimes headgear because sometimes they come with head head stocking all the way down to the toe. So you, it's cheap. It, it's cheap as fuck. <laughs> well, well, something I you know I've read you talk about before mm-hmm. uh, owning owning a sex toy shop because we're mm-hmm. here again with Nina Joiner from mm-hmm. Feelmore mm-hmm. out here in uh, in Oakland. You know, you've talked about like uh, the range of affordability of sex toys. Yeah, yeah. I think affordability is important. I think sometimes uh, a lot of people walk by and they'll say, hey, that's that expensive sex shop. I like that. You mm-hmm. know, I think sometimes some people have to subsidize the business, right? For any kind of company, corporation. Health certain, insurance. <laughs> yeah. Like people have certain types of income or product base actually subsidize the, the business and what we also want to make sure is that the people that are here actually can afford it. And that just doesn't mean people visiting, coming in from out of town, up in the hills, Oakland Hills or in San Francisco, but on the lowlands. And, and when I mean the lowlands, I don't mean just people in certain parts of Oakland, but I mean just the economic low point where mm-hmm. they're like, shit, I, I, you know, they're, I need to do something and this is all I have. You know what I mean? Like all I have from after paying my bills, some people buy sex toys before they pay their bills. Mm. Some buy it 
after they pay their bills. And so we want to make sure that there is something nice for people after they pay their bills. And that's something that, because those people got to come too, you know? They got to come too. <laughs> but something that like, um, I guess I get nervous about, and maybe this is my bias where I just, I do that uh, wine thing where it's like, if it's more expensive, I assign a higher value to it. But, you know, toxic sex toys is a real concern out there. And mm-hmm. this it's an unregulated market pretty much. Yeah. So, you know, how do you make sure you can shop for sex toys um, on a budget without settling for something that's going to burn your genitals up. Well, I don't know if it's going to burn people's genitals. You know what I mean? Because well, you know, we've, we've always been like, you gone, if you go to Cancun or, you know, one of those vacation towns, mm-hmm. you're not getting a high-end sex shop. You're getting something that is uh, basically that can get through customs and mm-hmm. something that can be imported easily. And sometimes the cost of import is way outweighs saying going towards a silicone because it's like, I can get this product in. Uh, I, I think that everybody in meaning individual physical body is different and that everybody actually will um, react differently to certain products. What you want to, what you want to do is if your kid, if you wouldn't allow your child to a child to play with that, would you want to play with that in your body? Mm. And so I think that for me is like, yeah, but I can still play with it because we still buy the cheap shit in our homes, right? Every home you're going to walk into is not going to have a BPA free bottle, you know, for their water or a filtration system for their, for their water system Mm. in their, in their, in their refrigerator. But I think that you just need to one, be vested as, as a business owner, you have to be vested in the products that you're bringing in and making sure that, look, this is not so much as this is why it's cheap, but this is a quality product that, that has a different material. And mm-hmm. I think talking to people about not so much as just being cheap, but also just being about material and also how long they can use it. It's like for a masturbation for a guy. Yeah, you can you can use this egg right here and, and get off a couple times. But what about this one? This is like two or three more times than that one. Oh, and this one right here on the other end, you get about 15, 20 or lifetime, depending on how you maintain it. You know, yeah. so I think there's different different stuff out there. Yeah, but I also do you think the do you think like the the marketplace the customers like are educated right? like I'll put it this way I've been doing the show 7 plus years I think mm-hmm. it took a few years for me to realize oh there are toys that if you put it in you right. um I was shocked to find out the sex toys aren't like there's no recycling <laughs> there's there's no way I to recycle I get recycling this calls all the time <laughs> I at least get one a week yeah plant that shit in your garden or do something that's really unique with it and just or gift it to someone else or or just make an art project no, look. The yeah. art project is, yeah. is right now, I think, is the safest bet with those. But just the fact that just my thought of like how many old rabbits are like in a landfill fairly intact. <laughs> a lot of sex toys out there. I really get a lot of people like, look, I can't do anything with this. So we I, I, sometimes we offer those things for sale. We tell them that they're gently used or uh, there are demos and people buy them. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I just see that. You have to, yeah, some things are going to burn. Some things could be plastic, not good for your body, but you can also still buy those products and use condoms. Let's, let's, let's. That's the way to go battle against is like, if you don't know that you got safe materials, put condoms on those toys. Absolutely. I think condoms are very cheap. They're ubiquitous and um, someone can actually take a product that has been used in in butt sex, that silicone that's been uh, used with silicone lubricant, still use it because Mm -hmm. it's inside of a condom or a female condom, which is much bigger and depending on the size of the product. But I think you have to get... Uh, creative with it. If I'm in freaking Cancun and I need something, do you think I'm going to compromise my needs for, I got to wait till I get back home to get something that's silicone? 
fuck no. Mm-hmm. I'm in Cancun. I see a condom right there. I see a sex toy. I'm going to have some, you know, consensual and positive sex. Yeah. I guess, like, how do you choose which products you want to, like, have in store? Um, I, it sounds like importing fees is, is, fa- is a factor, but yeah. are there certain brands where you're like, I'm not selling that shit? Uh, yeah, there is. And then, uh, I think the internet actually has kind of become that other customer and not so much as like all of the customers on the internet, but everything that's shared on the internet, like the freaking rose, right? This rose is a suction product. It's, it's very small. It's almost like the size of a rose. Um, and at the, at the, on the flower petals, but it's a suction and everybody's seen it on Instagram and Facebook Mm -hmm. and they want it. Like I can't keep it in. If that product was plastic, they'd still want it. I'd mm-hmm. still have to keep it in if I am a responsible business owner, but also giving them the details of, of what's out there. So when the internet takes, it becomes a driving force. You, you either go with the trend or you, or you lose out on the trend. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or finding the customers that could, that could buy from that. And so I think the internet is also creating pressures for, uh, businesses like mine, um, that, you don't want to sell certain things, but the internet is like, shit, I got to sell this. You know what I mean? Or I got to bring this in, but we have to do more education around it. And so sometimes people are buying things, not because they're seeing people put them in their body because that's not the case, Mm -hmm. but they've seen people put it in water or they've seen it mix. They've seen someone with a magic wand mix, making tortillas or something. Just crazy. (laughs) Wait, what? What Yeah. yeah. I mean, like one meme is like like content shit on Instagram. Yeah. 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 Like just the content that's out there. Someone like making pancakes and stirring with a wand for fun. Yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. So people are like, Oh, I want, I saw this meme and you know, I want to get this. And I'm like, well, here it is. This is, this is the trifecta. You know, if you're going to get a, if you're going to get a real orgasm, it's going to be with a magic wand. Yeah. Sex toy, sh- sex toy shopping via meme. Via oh, meme. That's that via makes meme. me so uncomfortable. Why? <laughs> oh, it's just you know, I, meme culture in general uh-huh. makes me uncomfortable. I feel like it, it, it contributes to like almost a dumbing down of society. I think uh-huh. memes and easy things to digest are great if we're also digesting other things. But I think we're getting to a place where we all just want the easiest things to digest all the time, and I think it's. You can grab like any old white man photo from like the 1800s uh-huh. and then you can just put really any text next to it you want and people will think that they just read a history book. And I'm like, how about read a fucking history book? I Listen to a history Photoshop. podcast. We got to start teaching Photoshop in, in high school and middle school. But I think the internet is helping to drive sales because yeah. people are stuck in their house. And how do you go outside? It's through the internet. You know, you can still be dressed up, you know, like people put on full makeup. Like I see some women who do this meme where they're laying down and they get up and but they're in full makeup. Yeah. You know, and that's your going outside like your activity (laughs) is being on the Internet and it's bringing uh, money and it's also bringing um uh, it's lowering depression for some people, mm-hmm. you know, do people hit you up for a certain type of product and you know that it's like not a good product and you kind of start shifting them like, you know what, you would really like this instead. I do my best. Not just based off yeah. what you carry, but just yeah. what you know is, yeah. is better. There, there was one product out there. I won't say the company, but they were Oh, come having, on, drag. I can't. I don't, <laughs> I don't like dragging people. I think, you know, just as a kid, if, if we talk about cancel culture, like 
what you say about people is real. You know what I mean? Mm. And sometimes I've slid in people's businesses DMs like, hey, do you want to have a conversation about this? How can I support you? I know you're probably being, you're being read right now. So you're going through shit. And so what I would tell people who would ask like, hey, I want to get this product from you. Can I get it from you? I was like, you're more than welcome to get it from me. But I just want you to understand that I'm not okay with their politics. But if this is the only product that's out there for you, this is what I have to do for you. The reason why I don't uh, get on that bandwagon is because I do benefit from when people get ragged on, then their customer base will come over to me or to this company. And it happens. And mm-hmm. some of our users, our followers, especially on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter will come over based on someone else's downfall. And I don't like that because I know it could be me. That's fair enough. And yeah. so now you've, you've, uh, we covered in your bonus episode last year, like the origin story, which I fucking love. I re-listened to it on the plane yesterday. Um, but you, you, uh, you started off hustling sex toys out your car. Yeah. And, for I, sure. and I loved that. Yeah. And now you own and, and have a, you know, a long, <laughs> you've had this shop mm-hmm. for so many years, which is so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, what's it feel like to, to remember where you were with mm-hmm. the, with the trunk popped? Yeah. So and a getting, whole out, space. Getting, getting out of a Camry and then I went to a Honda Accord in 1993 where the door didn't open. I was coming here. I mean, I've gotten robbed and couldn't get out but one side, you know, of the car. Right. And just all of those experiences just just say I really believed. You know what I mean? Like if you look back, you you know, they're they're great experiences, but you the main thing that came out of that for me is that I really believed it didn't look down. I think the thing is to not look down in your dreams because when you look down, you can fall. It's like the tightrope. Mm-hmm. We've seen those yeah, there are a couple of famous people who are doing um tight roping in uh, New York. But the whole thing was not what they were doing. It was about looking down. Now we have two stores. We have this one in Oakland. We have one in Berkeley. Uh, we opened the Berkeley store two months before the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. So that was very difficult, but it was challenging. It's fun. You know, it's like, it just has to, you just have to have patience and sit with it, you know? And, um, and the next thing we just did was we finished uh, inking our new bar location. Yeah, I saw that yeah. on Instagram on yeah. the way over here. Do you, yeah. Can you tell us a bit more about what's what's this club that you're trying to do? Uh, what well, this? Uh, so the Fillmore Club is the name I got from it. Is this guy is gonna? I don't know what he's yeah. gonna do. This is Oakland. We yeah. he's a usual he's a usual suspect. But why are you smoking at the door? Don't, yeah, don't smoke at the door at least because, you know, if it was weed, that'd be something else. But he's smoking (laughs) at the door. Hold on. Yeah, it's the Fillmore Club. So, so basically, um, you know, all of these magazines in the, in the adult business and the one that I really, really love is between Hustler and the Playboy, Mm -hmm. uh, Playboy magazine. And, uh, Hugh Hefner actually did the Playboy Club and, you know, wanting to take his brand to take the people that are in the in the in the magazine to create a lifestyle that lives yeah right so what we want to do here is what i've thought about for Fillmore is how i got to oakland was in las vegas that's where i'm from listening to rap music and the music actually painted the story of oakland and so when we got to have this space here it was like really going back into my rap roots right Mm. hip-hop you know you're in new york so you get it you know with rap music, you we started out with uh, Kumo D, uh, uh, EPMD, LL Cool J, 
and just take LL Cool J, right? So he started with rap. I love his rap music. I used to go to his concerts as a kid, but then all of a sudden you could lose him with his albums. And it's like, you're aging with the, you can't age with the music anymore. Mm -hmm. And so it's like another vertical for this, this market. So hip hop isn't just music, it's lifestyle. So if I think about Fillmore as a culture, culture, um, as a bigger brand, yeah, a, bi a bigger as brand. A brand that has different yes. things. So now there's a sex toy shop. Exactly. There can be this I club. Not, there could be another thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't lose my customers when the market changes, mm -hmm. right? When there's another, when there's a Kanye West that comes in, say there's another sex shop. Okay. Another mm -hmm. Kanye West that comes in or another Jay-Z, but because people want to wear my Yeezys or someone wants to drink the Jay-Z liquor, now you're still consuming that product, that old product of the original music. You know, yeah. and so that's how I think about it. It's like it's going to be hard for Fillmore to get a strip club. It it may not be hard, but I don't want to. Is do that, that what level. you're? Is that what you're going for? No, or? I don't want to okay. do that level of work because it's so hard already to get a sex shop anywhere, yeah. right? 1970s, 60 laws on the books, but it's so hard to get a sex shop anywhere that I can actually. uh leverage the alcohol and or cannabis which is very ubiquitous and on main street mm -hmm. because i think sex shops have actually gotten left behind in the um in the legality and also the policy changes that has happened like mm -hmm. cannabis hit the street and we're like we got to make these laws change yeah. because you're going to lose that revenue uh bars came uh ppp and all of that money in the bar venues all of that money came about because a lot of bars and restaurants lost their business right. That's where I need to be. I need to be into communities or industries that are really taken care of on a whole. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that sex shops or anything in a sex industry, like we talk about San Francisco, Broadway, you're in Marina, your sister's in Marina, but you got the Broadway street in San Francisco, which houses the majority of the sex clubs. Oh. That's not the sex clubs, the strip clubs. Oh. Those women. Thank you for that information. Yeah. I will write. <laughs> yeah. And so, and so all of the women, most of the women, bouncers, any of the employees there lost their jobs and many of them couldn't get PPPs. So because it's adult, because it's scary, it's, it's slutty. It, We'd hate for government money to end up with like one of right. those hoes over there. Right. Right. Yeah. So, you know, so, so here it is, this line that when Times Square, you're a New Yorker. Yeah. Times Square wasn't Times Square. It was actually a red light and blue light district. Awesome. And so it was talking about, there's a book that a gentleman, and we sold it here at the store, talks about red light, blue light, but it was talking about the demise of Times Square from all of the adult things that were happening to what Times Square is today. Mm -hmm. So that was a form of gentrification. So gentrification isn't just about uh, black versus white or white versus or this or versus poor that. versus rich yes. or anything like it's that it's about, about cult yeah. it's culture and it's money and it's just tuning the the community to what's best and beneficial for the city and so i i just think that i love what i do and i also think that the market is changing where it used to be the stores go directly to the distributors mm -hmm. And the distributors went to the manufacturers and the manufacturers went to China or any other, you know, big conglomerate to create their product. But now it's the consumer is watching Instagram and these, uh, and these videos that are happening are coming direct from the manufacturer, the plants that uh -huh. are making these. So now the consumer gets to skip over the retail store, the distributor 
and now they get to go straight to directly to the company that mm-hmm. is making the product. This company that makes a product doesn't even have to have a store. They just have to have a good product and a good meme. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. so where does that leave me? A good GoFundMe page. Uh, you know, the, if yeah. it goes viral, they'll yeah. be like, they sell a bunch of units that they're not even in stores yet. <laughs> they're not even in stores. And the people are waiting two weeks to four, four yeah. weeks to get it. And so what happens to me as a store? So I have to continue to create the brand so there's a no, notoriety and a nostalgia that mm-hmm. comes along with what we do and transferring the customer service level that we built with our current spaces to anything else we're doing like uh, candles. I just made over 500 candles. We do candles. I'm on my way to the magic show because I want to be able to get our brands in other spaces, not just have people come here to our store to buy things, but to buy them. Buy. Don't just come to feel more to buy, no. buy, feel more elsewhere. Exactly. Right. That's dope. Buy, feel more elsewhere. So our new uh, billboard campaign is feel more. It makes sense. To, to highlight our, our candles because it's so hard to, we have a billboard down the street. It's so hard to come up with something so often, so culturally relevant to uh, make people want to remember us. But it's like, now I need to, now I need to sell this product because I can't put vibrators up there. <laughs> I can't put dildos up there. I can, you and you, and I mean? you can't because? Because I'm a sex shop. Yeah. The, the, the things As in that like I the have billboard do, company will yes. say no? Is there a yes. law that says no? The, the like, billboard company says yeah. no. Clear Channel has the biggest billboard collection in the country. They have the best retail locations of those billboards. Now, you can go to CBS Outdoor out front and do that all day long, but their boards are in some places that you probably, yeah. your customers aren't going to be. And so it's like, okay, let me play with the more restrictive one and learn how to get around it. So now to get around it, I get to put my product up there. So is the club, yeah. is the club going to be a bar? Is it going to be like a membership club? Like what's, it's, you know, it's going to be, it's definitely, um, a smaller space than what some are used to just because of the configuration, but I really like it. I've traveled. Right, cubby hole is tiny as shit in the New West York? Village. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. Cubby. Someone else was telling me about that, but oh, yeah. you know, I've gone to Tokyo. Those bars are freaking small around Paris freaking small certain places so i'm not discounting that that's just the american perception of oh that's small like no. you know no yeah. you, you have to have to have I, travel i have seen 30 yeah. lesbians cram into a very small bar yeah. and have a grand old time you know yeah. it's like <laughs> it sounds like henrietta um so so to take this space and to do some iconic art pieces mm-hmm. i want Fillmore to be mentioned in hops in high so, uh, society sure. you know um and i want Fillmore to be mentioned in the rob report i want it to be in places that we can actually uh, be sustainable and do the good work. Like we can still work on one product and get it and get it good. Because I think sometimes when you're chasing it, you're like, I I need to fix this or I need to do this or let's move over here. But what we want to do is really get good at what we're doing. Like these candles, I want to get better at my candle labels and things like that so that I can get them in Neiman Marcus. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's and then the, and shit then the I people do. in Neiman Marcus, they don't necessarily know it's a sex toy shop yeah. candle. I don't. They just I don't, think this is a nice yeah. candle. It, the hard part is like, get the first product in there, and this will be my entry product. And then the conversation gets deeper into, you know, Urban Outfitter candles, uh, Fillmore gear. Like, we have a Fillmore hat over there. We do pop tops. We got boba. We got tanga. We do keychains. Like, you know, like uh, sweatshirts, t shirts. Uh, I've done mugs. I've done cups. You know, just the whole thing with Playboy did is is something. It uh, went what beyond we, the. Yeah. It went beyond the nudie magazine. It, it's it not expanded that. Expanded to other things. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, it's sexy. We're not sex. We're sexy. That's a very good distinction. Yeah. Um. So let's talk a little bit about you. So, like, uh-huh. do you with this 
empire you're building with all the hustle. And, and mm-hmm. that's always been the thing that I just noticed. I was like, this person fucking hustle. Do, do you find time to date in all of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a, a partner. We live together. And huh? so she's just as busy. So we're both hustling, if you will. We're just making moves. And uh, we find little bits of time, which is good, good enough for me. <laughs> that, that, then that's good. that's good. Are you able to share what type of a hustle they do? Or she does? Uh, well, they're in um, like local community and politics and stuff okay, like that. Like, yeah. Okay, and organizing yeah, yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's something that's been coming up recently. I was talking about with my guest yesterday um, who I recorded with. The idea of like having a partner with a similar ambition, mm-hmm. not like a, a partner who's got some – it doesn't matter what it is, but that you're both trying to go up towards something yeah. and you're trying to grow towards something. Because sometimes you end up in these relationships where like one person doesn't have a lot going on. Yeah. And they're kind of just waiting for you to get if home. You, if you do that, that's where your codependency kicks in. Mm-hmm. You need to, I need to have somebody who's just as busy because when I start to look at like, where are they? That's that codependency stuff kind of creeping in. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so it's like, well, you need to, don't you have something to do? Yeah. And when you have something to do, it's not so much as you just have to be upward mobility, but you have to have a life that is, uh, that you're singularly can handle by yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise you're looking for outer body experiences for people to soothe you when you should be able to soothe yourself. And, uh, and how'd you do, how long have you two been together? How'd you all Almost meet? five. Yeah. Almost five years. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. it. Yeah. She, she didn't buy a vibrator. <laughs> so it wasn't a, wasn't she, a customer. She came in, but she was like, she didn't buy one. She's like, I need something bigger. So I didn't oh, have she it came for time. you. <laughs> yeah. She's like, what, what about you? Are you available? Uh, what's going Not on? I like that kind of sort of, but <laughs> something sort of, sort of. <laughs> I don't date customers, but you know, if, if there's something and we meet intersect in the community, that's something different. Sure. Yeah. So your meet cute was right here. Yeah. Oh, this no, guy, it's this just a, he's a usual suspect. That's all. Okay. Usual. I was. I know he also looked like I, I need something in my ass yeah. now. Do you got some for me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and so the meet cute was just in the store. That's so. Yeah. That, did she already know of you? Is that no, why? No, or no, she no. Just... Some people just brought her in because they were like, "Hey, this is a black business. You should, you know, you're always talking about community businesses. Yeah. Let's go see. Is a sex shop? You know." so on and so forth and they came in and then her friends left and she ended up staying and uh, I said I was going to get her Uber I didn't get her Uber but we had dinner and then she went home and then three months later I think I I reached I found her on the internet you know (laughs) I didn't get her number at that time and that was it oh that's sick that's Mm -hmm. great and and how long y'all two been living together probably about four you know lesbians they, was go in. they was fast she was fast she was fast she was fast she was like i know what i want this is what i want i was like okay well we got a year to see if this is more of what i want so you know what i mean so yeah. well they do say don't sign anything in the first year yeah know? i heard that from a friend too and you were like at one year and yeah. two seconds uh-huh. i was ready to sign yeah. shit down yeah for sure for sure That's great. yeah and, and, i was like we can do this we can do this how was that how was that transition into living with the person um I've I've only lived with uh, I've lived with a couple, but uh, I had lived in my place for twelve years, uh-huh. and so to make the leap from where I was to moving forward, it was like okay, let me let me trust me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like sometimes I think you're in situations and you're not sure about something, but I was sure about one, I was able to take care of myself, and two, I was uh, sure about me emotionally to be able to say, I'm not going to blame anything that doesn't work on someone. 
mm-hmm. this is a this is a change this is a this is a, prog- a progressive change and i think you know i'm going to enjoy it i'm not going to enjoy it because of that person you know i'm going to enjoy it because this is what i want in my life and so basically i i wanted to i knew that moving i was not moving because of them but i was moving with them mm. you know what i mean and i think sometimes we make decisions about doing things with people because i'm doing it with them they said this and we're going to do this i was like no i need to make this for myself i needed to move out of poverty mindset mm-hmm. you know what i mean and and also like i can have more i can do more i can be more and i'm also worthy of being with the best person have you always had that philosophy towards your day in i life? believe i have but sometimes i think you can honestly get stuck in a rut to um get there unknowingly it's like creeping back into codependency you don't know you're doing it till you're doing it you're like oh my shit Mm -hmm. but that means you have to have people around you who make you aware and you also have to start to draw um is one of those people over there absolutely (laughs) absolutely 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 i mean she's there to remind you yeah no no (laughs) refunds no cop outs no back downs Mm -hmm. like you can do this shit and she's been with me like pretty much all of the way to to be here like it it feels familiar and it feels very good to have quality people around you to remind you of the good that you have and the dreams that you have because and and we don't talk and we're not small-minded people and that really makes sense because I don't want to be around someone you're not going to find me around people who talk about people mm-hmm. you're going to talk about great things great people great ideas and that's the only way to be in life so how do you, as, as you're both, you know, you're moving and grooving. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. You're moving and grooving. Uh-huh. She's moving and grooving. Uh-huh. How do you support her in the work that she does? How does she support you in the work that you do? Well, uh, my partner, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so my partner, uh, I, you know, I used to show up all the time and do a lot of volunteering with them when I can. And I think the best way I can support them now is like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have to because then you resent, right? You don't want to overextend. You extend up to a point from your overflow and then you you you're not saying I'm I'm not going to give because but you're like I need to take this time for me. Mm-hmm. One cuz I have a lot going on. And then two, not expecting anyone else to show up for me because they have things going on as well. So I think it's just uh knowing that there's this book that um being together but being one. You know, that you can be in a relationship with someone like this. My parents were addicts, so I had to really kind of do a lot of understanding about relationships. And you can be in a relationship with with someone, but you can still act singular. And it's not so much as you're, I'm, this is mine, this is mine, but you can act that you are a whole and complete person by yourself, you know, to get into a relationship and to be in a relationship. So it sounds like you don't necessarily need um, a a ton of support from her. It doesn't sound like she needs a ton from you to to do, to accomplish the goals that y'all want. No, yeah. <laughs> not at all. Y'all, y'all just need to be able to come home to each other safe, at the end of the night. A safe space, a come home, and also like, hey, how did you do in a good check-in, good motivational yeah. talk? And that's that's about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's beautiful, yeah. that. And uh, and is is marriage something that would... She says she wants to get married. I was she like, and she's telling me the other day, she was like, oh my God, I can't wait till I'm a bride and this, that, and the other. I was like, 
I, I hope I'm standing next to you. She's like, silly, I'm telling you, because, you know, I don't want to take someone's experience and just insert myself there. You right. know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, you I, are the uh, you are you are currently unless there's a it's a non monogamous situation. But, you like, know, but people get to change their mind. Yeah, of course. You know do. what I mean? Like, uh, she's like it, doesn't sounds that safe, sound? it sounds safe that you can assume at least for now that you would be the person next I to I ain't them. even assuming no more <laughs> because I think, you know, it makes an ass out of you and me. Right. So it's like just because you're in a relationship. But if she, if she wants to get married and she wants to be a bride and she's been with you five years and lives with you, then like, why wouldn't it be you until you are no longer living until with Until we her, get to right? the altar, like until I sign papers for any lease space or I get keys, until I get keys, <laughs> ain't nothing real. I hope okay. you have keys to the place you're living. Yes, I, hope, I do. I hope not every well, day is like, I hope she wedding. opens the door today. I'm talking about the wedding. <laughs> we were talking about her runner. She says, I got two people. She said, my cousin said she's going to be that, that blocker for uh-huh. me to block the door. So she has two people who are going to to block for her to run she was like well who's gonna block for you i was like if i'm spending money and getting married like i am gonna decide yeah. like i'm gonna be there it's just yeah. it sounds like you you almost don't trust that like uh the the job security of the relationship i don't you know i i used to i used to really like really trust like we're in a relationship i have so many relations i'm not saying i'm jaded but i'm a little bit emotionally mature i look forward to that i plan with this person for that mm-hmm. but I also know that things change. People change. Circumstances change. I was like, look, if it ain't me, just make sure I get a a ticket to the wedding because I know the food is going to be fire. You know what I'm saying? Like, Do you think that's a defense mechanism for if the day did come that y'all had to I think I have some things that are defense, but I also have things that are – what she's doing right now is – thinking about it but we're not planning for it so there is sure. there's a singular thing just the going idea on. that you didn't you wouldn't let yourself it's not even didn't assume like you it doesn't sound like you wanted to even let yourself assume that she meant you which like kind of makes me no no, no 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 <laughs> okay. i mean i'm fine I, it wasn't even that but sometimes i'm joking about it but it's it's i'm being very yeah. serious that i've had relationships that like oh let's have kids let's have a, they do a lot of future lesbians do a lot of future trips. Oh, yeah like we're gonna have this, we're gonna and not do the work, all of that. And so until I get into the planning stage, it's a conversation. That's okay. it. That's all I'm saying. Until we get to like, let's put money into the bank account. Okay. Until we got that joint bank account. <laughs> exactly. Until we put money in the bank account for the for the wedding or start to sit with the planner, then then I'm there. Otherwise, okay. I don't yuck someone's yum. I just listen. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I well, I look forward to seeing the day when that does happen. Oh my god, it's I, gonna be awesome. You 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 think you do you do uh, tux or dress? Where you think uh, uh, you, actually, you feel like a tux? That's right. That's the vibe tux. I get. I, she says a tux. Yeah. I'll probably she's Vietnamese, so I'll probably I'll probably do a um yai and a what male yai is a traditional Vietnamese male dress, but I'm gonna do it in kente cloth. I'm black, so I gotta go with the African <laughs> prints on this shit. You know what okay. I'm saying? Like I, you know, no cultural appropriation. I want to see. I want to see those wedding. Photos. We're gonna live stream it. We're gonna live stream. Oh, clearly, it. I know. I know you are. You're always live on Instagram. You always put on IGTV up there. No, I. Know. Yeah, we're, we're gonna have a. We're gonna have a fun. I wedding. know you're gonna have a yeah. multi-camera yeah. social media. Event yeah, we're we're gonna have a fun wedding. She's you're gonna really sell excited. fucking tickets to watch it online. <laughs> You better because I've seen a lot of ass. So. <laughs> <laughs> You've, 
yeah, I just need to have good chicken wings. I love, I love Hustlers Club chicken wings. I just go to the trick for the chicken wings, not the strippers. But the chicken wings are. To I think die Chris for. Rock wrote a joke specifically about you. Really? <laughs> I think on the Bigger and Blacker album, he had a joke okay. about someone who goes. It might may have been nothing, never scared, but he's like someone who goes to strip club for the buffet, like someone who goes to strip club in the that's daytime. The gold cl- that's the gold club. <laughs> I think they have a ten. They have a ten dollar buffet. Is it five dollars? And that you know that i'm like i think the joke's about you i think it's Look, like you're the one in the daytime at the buffet at the strip i am club. at the buffet and i will pay if they look good but the food is awesome gold club in san francisco i need i need a comp you know whatever if somebody's listening to the man whore podcast but also the hustler club in san francisco the chicken wings i need two for one y'all need to just go and bring me in there and do some advertising around these chicken wings is there is there a a, a wedding that in, have you pictured a wedding in your mind what that looks like yeah, I, like where I picture it is crying. And the colors and I picture crying. Like I'm taking Vietnamese classes, so I picture Vietnamese classes to learn how to cry. Wait, to wait. learn how to to say vows <laughs> in say Vietnamese. Vows. In Vietnamese, um, and um, and also with the hopes of having children that mm-hmm. we get to uh, have children who are rooted in their core ethnicities and have an appreciation. Yeah. Aww. What? Nina, well, Nina's sister's over there. She's like, oh, it's to, to talk to you. Or... I'm like, no, nah, it's to talk to the kid because talking to my partner, she she's like all day long Vietnamese. But if I talk to the kid, I can get away with bad Vietnamese. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, her, I can't get away with it. Yeah. What's it like having your sister work with you here at the shop? Uh, well, I have her and her brother and her kids come too. I, I'm happy about that. Like, um, I, I don't want too much family here because we don't have a hangout spot, but we have uh quality love here that get what we're doing and all we're doing is extending the love that we have for ourselves yeah. to our customer base and giving them pride and dignity and as they make their sexual selections that's it yeah well just, i remember you describing your grandmother in the bonus episode with the with the magnum and, and stuff like that and uh-huh. from her in vegas so like does it make sense that like you and your sister and like some of your family like uh-huh. are here working on this or did y'all kind of overcome some kind of um sexual shame or negativity that you might have been brought up with to I think I did. I think I did. I think um, I know you're also religious. This. I know yeah, you're yeah, also Yeah, I grew up Catholic and yeah. definitely still spiritual. Um but uh and actually my sister in Vegas just invited me to uh speak at a youth ministry at her church. So I'll be And do doing- they know? Yeah, 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 yeah. For and sure. they're cool with that. For sure. For they're like, sure. just don't bring any products. For, like- for sure. We're going to talk about um, entrepreneurship for, for young kids and how you can tap into your faith. But I also want to kind of talk about Instagram and how where you can find God at Instagram because it's not easy. Where can you? Uh, which hashtag is God uh, you on? Can, God doesn't have a hashtag <laughs> oh, okay. yet. Um, he's like, I'm in heaven is the hashtag. Um, but basically in entrepreneurship things that you'll hear about self-reflection and dedication and staying focused and I think that's where kids can experience God on a certain level and so I want to talk about that too with those with those young kids how do is when you said you know you were like well I'm I'm, I'm raised Catholic definitely Mm -hmm. spiritual is that because you've maybe left the dogma a bit of it and you're just like I'm gonna have my relationship with that person upstairs I don't maybe need all the dance moves at mass and I'm just gonna be (laughs) right (laughs) right. I wanted to be a brother I I mean I went I didn't want to be the nun because I didn't think they had they always had this headdress and I liked my hair and I was just like I don't want to be a nun but I wanted to be a brother and then when I got older and I was like shit I dodged 
dodged a, bu- a bullet with all of the child, yeah. you know, stuff that happened in the church. <laughs> but uh, yeah, two, three, two generations and uh, went to Catholic school and it was indoctrinated, indoctrinated that way. But also I think when I got out, it was more Baptist, but I think for myself right now is, it's just really communing with, um, once you start to travel, I think, and look at other people's other cultures, you see, you see, you look at their God, what God are they serving? What does the God say? And the connecting point is the center point of God loves us. Mm -hmm. And if I can come from that space, then I can do that. And that's also why I don't feed into some of the uh, internet hate that happens for other sex shops, because I say I'm about love. I have to love my neighbor. Mm -hmm. And that's what the Bible says, love thy neighbor as they do their enemies as they do themselves. Mm -hmm. And so I think you have to find a common thing to to help or to love about someone even when they're wrong. And I don't think that people do that. And I just don't get into that or jump on the bandwagon. I just sit and and sit in love for both both parties. Do you still hold over any uh, possible sexual shame from the Catholic upbringing, or do you feel like you have a new view on sexuality in relationship to your God? I, I think uh, I definitely have a new relationship uh, to sexual sexuality because of my relationship with spirituality. But I think uh, with um, growing up in the Catholic Church, that was uh, you know in school a lot of my sexual trauma happened when I was in. in uh, elementary and middle school. Mm -hmm. And so I think for myself, it was, how do I be a part of this sex industry and, and feel okay about myself? So I had to do a lot of prayer. And I also uh, um, just let go. And every day I I get to, someone comes in this space, I get to uh, redo my trauma. Mm -hmm. So for the people that look like my aggressors or sound like my aggressors. And I don't know these people. I get to sit in love. I get to exercise my boundaries every single day. What does that look like? That looks like saying yes, saying no, not, not, not over suggesting to them or overselling with sexuality to get, make something happen. Just know that I'm good and good enough. Um, and I think I wouldn't say, you know, you don't say, oh, I'm healed or anything, but I believe that, um, we always, the trauma will always be there, but I don't have to tell the story of the trauma. I used to tell the story of the trauma in relationships, like, oh man, like, you know, this happened to me so it can explain my behavior. Um, but now what I do is this is who I am and I don't explain my trauma because I'm not living, I'm not pulling up my trauma as a opportunity to, to use it as an excuse when something doesn't go my way or when I want to find an excuse to reason with something that's unreasonable. That's a really mature way to, to look mm-hmm. at it. That's a really, uh, a different spin than most people take. Yeah. I mean, you know, honestly, I honestly buried my father and my mother with addiction. Like my mom was on a program in San Francisco at uh, UCSF, they have this great uh, liver transplant program for, al- you know, for people who need liver transplant, not just alcoholics. Mm-hmm. But to, to find, to go with my mom through the program to put her on the list and uh, for her to tell the truth when they said, we have to take you off the list. She, they said, have you been drinking? She says, yes. And what happens is they take you off the list. Right. Now, you can lie. You can lie. You can lie. Mm-hmm. But she didn't lie to save her life. So... I took that for me that that is an, a unique 
characteristic to have for people to say, I did this. I made this choice. This was my choice. There is no lie that goes with the truth. And to um, experience my father's crack addiction and then also myself to be so angry because I thought he was the best parent for me. Right. He said, clothe me, dress me like a little girl. My mom let me just be me. Um, and to go out in the streets after my father passed to sell crack cocaine. Mm -hmm. Like I was out there in the streets doing that stuff. And then to be met with, uh, a vision I'd say from God that says, don't do this. Cause if you do this, this is how this vision looks. And then the next day to see that happen for some other people in my, in my block getting pulled in by the police to change my life, you know, like has given me an opportunity to heal from a lot of that, that pain that came along with addiction mm -hmm. or having someone who wasn't responsible for you because they were in their own addiction. And then also once I got out in the streets, what did it look like at 16 for me to take care of myself uh, as a woman? Like, cause I could have gone and stripped, you know, I could have gone into sex work, but I chose drugs as one of the, the core uh, businesses that helped me get through financially get through life. Yeah. 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 That to have that display of integrity, you know, I mean, she, she, she understood what was going to happen was when she stage. said that, right? She knew yeah. that, right? Cause, it, cause when she was ailing, cause with the liver transplant, you have to be very, very sick for them to give you that. Yeah. Liver. Yeah. And, and then they, they, they want to also make sure they're giving it to people who are like, yes. not so she knew when she said, yes, she knew what was going to happen. Right. And so then I called and is, begged and, and asked, can they, put did her you back ask her, on? did you, no, did I you called, beg for I her called, to I, lie? I, or no, anything? I call UCSF. You I was like, can you, can you, can you put her back on? They were like, I'm How sorry. How often do you see this she, level she of honesty? Yeah. Come on, this one yeah. deserves. Well, she made her peace. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she made her peace and you can't, you can't deny someone's course in life once they've made their peace. That's, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. Well, Nina, thank you for chatting with us. Uh, At the man who are about <laughs> politics and spirituality. My bad, my bad, but it's the truth. No, that's all right. We got like a lot. We, we, we covered a lot of topics here. We got to, um, we, yeah. we did the sex toys. We did the politics. Billy has a halo over his head right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, far, He's making far the sign of the it. cross. <laughs> <laughs> um, but where can people go to follow, yeah. feel more online on it? You have a great yeah. Instagram presence. If they want to shop the store online, yeah. if they want to come eventually check out the Femore Club, where yes. do they go? Well, you're definitely going to come to the Bay Area if you want to physically see us. We're in Berkeley, uh, one block from UC Berkeley at 2270 Shattuck Avenue in downtown Berkeley, and it's public transportation friendly. Uh, we're also at 1703 Telegraph Avenue in Oakland, um, which is in downtown Oakland, public uh, public transportation friendly. And then two two minute walk from the storefront in Oakland, you can get to the bar at 15. What is it? 1542 Broadway, 1542 Broadway. And that's just on the other side of the street. So we'll be able to go from here to to the watering hole pretty soon. That's dope. And yeah. I believe the the website is still feelmoreadult.com. It's feelmore510.com. Feelmore510.com. I have not changed it yet. So I just left it there. Feelmore510.com. And then also uh, at uh, Instagram and all of our social media is at feelmoreadult. There it is. Yeah. Well, thanks again, Nina. And uh, why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody. Peace out. I love you guys. Enjoy life. Uh, just make your life the best life possible. Cause as we know with COVID, this shit ain't promised. Hey. 
Every day I'm hustling, hustling, hustling. Every day we hustling. Sex toys out of the trunk of our car if we got to. Nina Joyner. How much fun was that? Again, if you didn't get enough Nina and you want to hear more of their origin story, hawking sex toys out of the trunk of their car and making moves happen, I got to tell you, it's a really cool bonus. It's one of the very few bonus episodes I have personally re-listened to after the fact. Okay, I don't normally do that. I don't got time, but I was like, I got to hear that story again. Uh, I have a link to their bonus episode from last year in the show notes. And I would love to know what you thought about this week's episode in the Champagne Room, our super free, super sex positive Discord server. And while you're there, introduce yourself and meet like-minded people at manwhorepod.com slash discord. If you got something more to say, you want to say something directly to me, send me your comments, your questions, your criticisms, any and all things over to manwhorepod at gmail.com. Who knows, you may even hear your question on the show. Uh, I said it earlier, but the Peep Show is like the most popular reward. It is a private group chat on Telegram with $10 and up Patreon members. And all we do pretty much every day is share like nudes, gifts, and compliments. It's incredible. Uh, it's, a, it's a very body positive space. It's a very loving space. It's an understanding space. And it is definitely an openly pervy space. Uh, and you can be a part of the Peep Show and join us at patreon.com slash podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash podcast. Patreon is the best way you can support the work that I'm doing, but I also know not everyone loves the platform or not everyone needs all the other things that come with it or some people do not enjoy the the monthly subscription model. So in the show notes of this episode and every episode, I've always got my Venmo and Cash App handles. I will always make it as easy as possible for you to give me money. Don't you worry, your pretty little head. Uh, another way you can do so and get something for yourself is buy some Man Whore merch. Haven't pushed the merch lately, but uh, you can find it by searching Man Whore Podcast on Etsy, or you can go to the Man Whore Podcast Facebook fan page and do your merch shopping over there. And if you don't got the extra monies for Patreon or throw money my way or to buy some merch, let me give you something free you can do to support the work that I'm doing. Share the show. Uh, Share, 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 and tag. The annual podcasting report is back out from Edison Research. And once again, as uh, as it usually is, as it always has been, Word of mouth recommendations, especially on social media, not just telling a friend at the bar or texting them a link, but social media word of mouth is the number one way people discover new podcasts. And don't forget to tag me when you do it. I love seeing the love for this show. Now, excuse me, I got to roll out and I got to edit this whole thing together because there's a very uh, there's a very pretty lady I have not gone to see in a few weeks as she recovered from COVID, and damn it, I'm excited. I think the Instagram follower people know what I'm talking about. You know. The rest of y'all should be following me on Instagram, but hey, uh, you do you, boo-boo. Enjoy your weekend. Get vaccinated. Don't fuck unvaccinated people who don't have some sort of medical reason to not be getting the vaccine, Um, and stay slutty. (laughs) 
It's the vibrator that has no equal. And now, Motor Bunny offers their thrusting sex machine, the Motor Bunny Buck. Enjoy a fan whore discount at manwhorepod.com slash motorbunny or use promo code manwhore at checkout. <laughs> 